Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined by special guest Keisha Pollard. Keisha, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to see you. Yes, yes. Now, before I get into your bio, I have to express my gratitude for you because I've talked about you, I think, at the blog. I've mentioned you in stories and lessons I've given um, that you... As my coach, as a mentor to me, do your investment. You help me to increase my salary by oh, I think it was over sixteen thousand dollars. So thank you. I know I, I, you know, it was you invested in me pro bono. Yes. Um, and I, I just wanted to tell you thank you. But it, you know, the investment is never. I know that I'll get it back, right? So that's hey, why I do all of this. That's right. That's Tenfold, right. right? So sixteen. It was sixteen thousand. Sixteen thousand. So okay, God, let's get the calculator <laughs> out, right? Okay, God, do some math. But I appreciate your gratitude, and I know that I've heard you share that appreciation in mm. other arenas at um, at our job or yes. at, our, at, our, at my employer. So uh-huh. I appreciate you being able to share. Like, no, there's people who care. That's um, right. It's, um, it's a great jur- um, career journey story to share. Yes. And I'm grateful to be a part of yours. And, and now look. And, and the thing about it is you didn't even have to get with me. I feel like I wasn't like a direct report, uh-huh. but it, you were equivalent to like my boss's boss. And you came as a great recommendation to um, as my mentor, Rachel Gallagher, mm-hmm. or Woo-hoo, I guess Perez Rachel. now, right? yes. Rachel Perez now. Um, she recommended you because she believed in you and she thought you can be a great um, investor and a developer of, of me at that time. But I remember something specific about it is you had asked me um, – how committed I was, like if I would be, if I'd be willing to get to work early to receive that investment. And for me, I'm like, of course, like if, hey, if you spend some time with me, I'll yeah. be, I'll be glad to. But it was an investment well spent, well, re- well received, I should say, from yeah. you. But I'm, but I'm glad we were able to connect then. And uh, you coaching me and helping me. And, I'm, and I know today we're going to talk about coaching. We so I'm, I'm excited to be able to like dig behind the scenes yes. to learn, um, so that people can learn. Um, some of the principles that you've used along your journey as a successful coach. I'm excited to share. Yes. So for people tuning in, I want to make sure you all know who Keisha Pollard is. So she received her undergraduate degree in leadership from Strayer University. She's an author of The Smile in My Voice. Check it out. So she is published in March of 2018. Congratulations on your first book. Thank you. Thank you. That's exciting. 17 years in the insurance industry, 11 years in corporate leadership. Um, you have two daughters, Kiara, uh-huh. 22 years old, Ooh. and Shakoya, 18 years old. Great job pronouncing their names. Come on, <laughs> you know, trying to work on that. I'm grateful. <laughs> you have your podcast, which is at um, Keisha Pollard on your YouTube channel. Yes, yeah, somewhere in between is the title. Yes. All right. And then you have your blog at Keisha Pollard on Instagram. Yes. So so, so you, you, you all can check that out. You can tune in to more of Keisha and her journey. Um, so I have to ask you, I know we're here to talk about coaching, but I want to make sure because whenever I'm associated with an author at all, I mean, I'm an aspiring author, so I'm like a wannabe, you know, I'm trying to get there, (laughs) but, um, I have to ask you what inspired you to write your first book, The Smile in My Voice? It's a great story. Um, well, I'll go way back to like 1990. I okay. was uh, a young author, right? I entered a contest, got first place on my book called The Haunted House. Whoa. And it's something I used to use in like two truths and one lie when you when you go into new art classes. And so I was already on a on a journey, right? A fast 1990. track. 1990. <laughs> Roughly, yes. Okay. It's in the third grade. Um, I, we bound it using um, wallpaper and all of that. So it was, you know, wow. quite the official. 
So I always loved to write, um, and it was something a burning desire. Mm-hmm. And then I met a guy. So I got divorced, and then it's, we could probably do a separate podcast about sure. it, but we'll fast forward. Mm-hmm. Meet a guy, uh-huh. and then we're thinking of how can we make money? Um, entrepreneurship is a desire for him, as it was for me. Mm-hmm. And um, we had all these ideas, and then I remember sitting outside of Sam's Club, and he calls me. He's like, I have an idea. You said you always wanted to write a book. And I was like, you know what I can write it about? Um, a father and their daughter. He is an amazing mm. father. He has two beautiful daughters. Um, and I know that it's an underserved story sometimes of the black man and their and their children, let yes. alone their daughters. So I wanted every little girl to know, right, whether he's there or not, he loves you. I need you mm. to believe it. Sometimes he's not equipped to give you that or to show wow, you that, and you may right. never realize it. So don't hold it against him, but he does love you. And that Ooh. was the manifestation of the smile in my voice, each page has affirmations. There's a list of affirmations in the back. Because, right. again, I need little girls to know you're amazing. You're beautiful. Again, whether a man ever tells you, God, it was birthed into oh, you. Oh, that's right yeah. on. Yeah. Yes. You're, you're uh, speaking my <laughs> language right there. So, I, I, I mean, I'm excited. Um, I'm encouraged to see you bringing that message to so many people. Um, and it's, it's whenever I get with somebody, if I'm doing my part, then I want people to walk away believing that about themselves. Exactly. That yeah, you're amazing, you're valuable, exactly. you're precious. Yes. And um, but I, but I'm glad because you you put it into um, a work that is going to be able to touch people's lives that you might never meet. Exactly. So that's a, that's such a powerful thing. Now let me ask you, what advice would you offer to aspiring authors who are considering writing their first book? What would you What would you tell them? Just to do it. Do it. Yes, just do it. Um, it's a labor of love. So having a children's book, um, I had to find the, the illustrator, which I went through a freelance company, and my illustrator was in India. So it was a labor of love. Every page was like, no, I want a, a brown girl with curly hair and a blue dress. I mean, it was it was labor intensive, but do it. There's, mm. there's no reason. So I'm looking at you. Hey, I'm speaking hey, it, speak speaking it, into speak your it. life, right? Do it, do Just it. write the book. Take the time to do it. Yes. There's no reason why. Um, writing it is the hardest part. Um, I self-publish using a company called Create Space. It's owned by Amazon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, and just, it's any resource that you need is Googleable. So there's no resource. So you can't say, I don't have an editor. I don't know how to self-publish. I don't know how to get an ISBN. I don't know about any of that. Google it. Google YouTube it. it. I learned how to do most of my editing from YouTube because mm-hmm. someone else has done it and they want to pay it for it. So there's a lot of yes. pay it for people. So my advice is just, just set your intention and write it. Make I'm it working happen. on my second book and I need to, I'm speaking to myself too, right? Come I need on, to just finish on. writing it and make it happen. So just do it. Just do just it. Remove the excuses. If it's a priority, it'll happen. Come on. I like it. I like it. Hey, thanks for, thanks for challenging my heart. You're thanks welcome. for challenging that. So I you know, I'm a, I'm a woman of accountability, so I'm going to be checking <laughs> in like, okay. Hey, that's what a great coach how does. How many pages we got Come done? On. That, that's what a great coach <laughs> does is that they hold the, the clients accountable. Yes. That is spot on. Yes. Okay. So let's transition. Okay. So what has helped you? I mean, it clearly, I mean, I, I, I mentioned a dollar figure earlier. You helped me sitting down. I think we, we were together those three, four sessions. Yeah. And I think it was probably a combination of consultation and mm-hmm. coaching. Mm-hmm. But what has helped you be most successful as a coach? So when I think about that question, uh, what has helped me is I have to think about it in two different um, compartmentalizations, right? So it's the understanding the role as a coach and then understanding the application that comes with that. So understanding the role, the coach shows up um, as the teacher 
as the equipper and the educator, right? So when I think about sports, because that's usually how we think about coaches, right? Right, right, right. He will teach you the plays. He'll show you how to do them. Mm -hmm. And then he has to hold you accountable for did you practice? Did you do your pages, right? You know, Mm -hmm. so um, um, upholding an expectation. And then lastly, it is the reinforcer, the praiser. It's after I check on you and you've satisfied the requirement, I'm proud of you. I think you're doing a good job. So that's helped me be successful. But when I think about application, it is – being a perpetual learner, right? Always understanding what's the latest and greatest tools, techniques, millennials, um, generation, whatever, right? Making sure that I'm always relevant. So course, courses like Fierce Conversations, you know, mm-hmm. all of our corporate nationwide um, training. And then just getting curious. I think a, a great coach is curious. So even yes. to understand, like, if we were to really coach, if I was to really to engage as the coach for, you know, making sure that you got your book done, like, what is it about? Why, why, why are you interested to make me interested? So getting curious and learning to ask those curious questions mm-hmm. has aided me in being a successful coach. Yes. No, I, I think um, when I think about it, um, the coaching position, right? So you have a, a coaching role. Do you, you've had, do you currently have a coaching role right now where that's one of your direct responsibilities? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, because <laughs> I know that there's been times where that's that's one of your weekly requirements. Sometimes that's uh, built into the role. Sometimes it's not. Again, uh, I know no, you've had a variety sh- of leadership roles for sure, across yeah. your career. It should be, and let the record show, it should be every leader's job <laughs> to be a coach. So let me just set the right. If you're a right, leader, right. you're not coaching your people, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, uh, that's one of those quotes I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back on the podcast. And like, hey, you that's, should. That's a Keisha Pollard you quote. Should. If you're a leader and you're not coaching <laughs> yes, your people, that is shame our on job. you. job, yes. Right, yes. right. So, I win with them. Yes. Um, no, I, I bring it up because in my world, right, it's shifted. You know, so I was in, in the leadership role mm-hmm. where coaching was an re- expectation where you're delivering 16 to 20 coaching sessions a week if you're doing it well and right. if you're doing it timely. Right. Um, but then, like, now it's in this new space where um, in so it's it's success coaching. And I, I, the way I describe it, I'm helping, like, the top 15% of the, the most productive, the most effective, the most successful, the most wealthy um, people who actually know that investing in yourself is a good thing, right. that there's value in it, that you deserve it, you're worth mm-hmm. the investment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, there's been like a somewhat of a shift um, from the way coaching was happening for me in the, in the corporate world right. versus kind of how it's happening now. Because part of it, it was a requirement, like I had to. Right. And then on their side too, they had to be coached. That, that wasn't an, a, an option for them. Right. Right. Versus the shift has been now it's I'm working with clientele who, no, no, they're like, I want this, I need this, mm-hmm. and I'll pay good money for this. Yeah. That makes sense? It does make sense. So, um, but it's been, it's been an interesting shift, but I, I, I like that you um, captured the different nuances in the coaching role in your space um, to, um, to equip them, prepare them, to give them that encouragement mm-hmm. and affirmation afterward, and, of course, the accountability is always It's precious. important. It's important. Yes. yes. So um, let's, let's hop into the next one, which is um, – how has coaching shaped you? It has made me a more effective leader. Okay. Um, by all the things that I just shared with my first response, mm-hmm. to really understanding that I'm not successful if my if my team isn't if my players aren't successful, mm-hmm. I cannot like it's impossible you know for me to be successful. So it's made me a better leader, but ultimately I'm a better listener. Yeah. Like and that serves my introversion, right? I'm naturally an introvert, mm-hmm. but being able to to listen and hear at the same time uh, mm-hmm. is amazing because, you know, when we go through um, 
coaching and, and those types of conversations at work, like the mm-hmm. corporate trainings, they take they tell you to understand. Um, you you listen, but what are they saying? You know, like mm-hmm. what I heard you say. Yes. So being able to tap into listening, the curious questions mm-hmm. to say, you know, I understand that you're frustrated in this moment, but what I heard you say was, yes. Or what is it that I can do? to mm-hmm. make that better because sometimes the uh, opportunity will be presented and it's kind of all over the place and they're frantic so as the coach we have to narrow that down and say okay i hear you and it's funny lately i, I literally grab my ears because i really want people to know like i hear you mm-hmm. i'm not assuming I'm, I'm absolutely listening but or maybe i should just not put a but there mm-hmm. i hear you mm-hmm. what is it that you need for me to be successful in this mm-hmm. moment yes. and really putting the onus back on them so that way that i am equipping them right to don't I don't want to say don't come to me with your fire, but if you come, have the freak out, but then have what what can what do I need from Keisha? And sometimes it's just a vent. Or what is what resources do I need to help me with the fire? Mm-hmm. Because we all are busy, and I can't do your job and my job right. and manage all the other expectations. Right. So that's 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 how it's helped tremendously mm-hmm. to be that active listener and hear beyond what their words are saying. I love to pick up the phone. You know, we live in a Skype era where, mm-hmm. hey, how's it going? And what's going on? Or email era. Sure. Do you have a minute to talk? Because I need to hear your voice. I need to hear your countenance. I need to hear where you're coming from because that'll help me to dial in and be specific when I do, m- when I'm about to coach you. Like, and it'll happen like in a flash, like Jackie Chan, you know, mm-hmm. if he's flashy. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's a good reference. But I mean, it'll happen to you. And then by the end, we're, we're kind of kumbaya and are we good? What do you need from me? I will follow up. Mm-hmm. So it's made me a better leader overall, but yes. for sure the listening game is on 100. Yes. yes. The uh, I, And I've seen that w- with you. Uh, I remember when we first got together. And going into a coaching session with you, I didn't really, you don't really know what to expect. She's right. going to give me a lot of advice because clearly I was asking you, hey, pr- can you help prepare me for this interview? You couldn't do the interview for me. Right. right? I couldn't have you by my side. Hey, Keisha, can you, you know, phone a friend real right, quick right, right. and give this answer? But your responsibility was, well, what do you actually want help with? Mm-hmm. You know, or who are you? How can you showcase your journey? You know, you had me bring in my resume yep. and, and bring in community impact. And we're having this conversation. But I think you're listening. You listening to um, who I was. I think it, it, it even gave you the ammunition. It gave you the content yes. to encourage me. I remember you were just like, okay, hey, where, where have you been? Like, you, you seem like you have a good story to yeah. tell and a good experience. And you were like, where has this been? in our world mm-hmm. because the truth is at that point in time i was like working just to like get by and i wasn't really working um to hustle and, sh- and to use my gifts right. and i don't even know if i had realized them at that point um but you listening so that when your encouragement came when you were giving me putting courage inside of me it had so much more authenticity mm. when you were like yeah you you got this. That's like, a hold on. That's a word. Putting courage inside of you. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that, you did, that, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. It's a, yeah. I love that. Um. So, but to your point, without the listening, it's like you could say, you give me a compliment, okay, but you, she doesn't really know. Right. But I remember, I remember even you talked about energy. You're like the energy you have. Bring that to the yes. interview, and you you told me. When your your assessment of the team, the leadership, whatever the thirty different leaders that mm-hmm. were already in the in the position, you're like, what you have is a precious commodity in that group. But again, like without the listening that went into that coaching right. um, conversation, that um, specific feedback that you gave me, do this and do this well in that interview spot, um, which I again super grateful for you doing that. Um, who would you say? has been the most influential coach in your life? 
and um, what specifically helped you? <clears throat> so uh, when I think about this question, I feel like I need to do like a speech, like, you know, giving all honor to God ahead <laughs> <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, of my right. life. You know, I feel yeah, like yeah, I need yeah. to start there because um, for sure. Right. The greatest teacher. I'm my mom. Mm. You know, I'm going to run down like my easy list. And then I think about um, two people for sure. Um, she's Heather Reddick. She's actually a coach now. Like she does coaching similarly. Mm -hmm. um, and so she hired me back in 2008 to be a supervisor. Mm -hmm. And it was my first leadership job in corporate America. And we had our first one-on-one. -on -one. And, you know, it's your standard, what do you like, dislike, how do you like to be recognized? And yeah. so one of the things I wrote down that I was expecting was a friend mm. from her. And she was like, no, 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 that's not a thing. Friends mm. aren't happening here, right? So wow. that kind of set the stage. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you know. And mm -hmm. she's a sister, so I'm like, okay, sister. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna play that. Okay. Uh, but then from then on, it just continued to be that kind of um, the accountability was strong, but also the equipping and the teaching was as equally strong. Mm -hmm. So when we would have business reviews with our associate vice president, and we would do a, a run through, and she would share, you know, we would share results, and I would say, no, they're doing very good. She said, well, quantify very. Oof. You know, and I don't mm -hmm. use very anymore. <laughs> you right, know, right. either it's good or it's the bad. You know, you really try to give context to your words and not just get away with saying things that tickle mm -hmm. someone's ear. Right. So those types of lessons. Um, but then she was a great encourager. I mean, even so today, she's still in my life. Um, we still connect. Um, yeah, definitely a, a great coach. Yeah, um, and, and led by example. Like the ex, the accountability was real for mm -hmm. her. But as as equally so was the teaching and also the um, encouragement um, and I have to shout out Mike Rue he was um, mm. he hired me and that's why I'm in San Antonio is because of him we mm. met he was in an interview that I was in to be a manager I didn't get that job I met him again um, at a leadership conference mm -hmm. um, and then he had a job a quality position open and and he interviewed me and then I got here and then two years after I got the position my husband left Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm in shambles, right? But I'm still at work, right? Sure. Just broken, you know? Mm, right, right. <laughs> but I got to come to work. You know, that's what I know, drive. Mm -hmm. And so I was telling him, and he sent me a blurb, which I've talked about in my own podcast, and I still have it. I still have what he sent me. Mm. And it was like, you're an amazing leader. Um, you have a great, a great group of people around you. Mm -hmm. Your family needs you. So right. I'm going to need you to, to be all things to them, and we'll figure it out and leave it at his feet. Wow. So... For him to give me, talk about putting courage in me, that mm -hmm. is precisely what he did in a moment where I am 1,500 miles away from all of my family. Um, me and my girls are here. I have a job to do, one that's extremely important, and I have to figure out travel and getting kids to school. Mm -hmm. He gave me the, the strength, to the encouragement, one, godly, right, to say no. Put that at his feet. That's the thing. Like We're not even going to act like we're not believers in here. Put that mm -hmm. at his feet and then leverage your... Um, your resources and what you have around you. Don't act like you're in a silo. Like it was mm -hmm. no time for pity. I, I'm, I feel like I was at work sobbing, you know, at my desk. Right. And that was over an email or, or an IM or a Skype. So um, influ influential in the area of, man, when you're injured and you think you can't go on, mm -hmm. um, he was definitely the encourager of all encouragers. Yes. And that was, what, four years ago that that wow. happened. And he picked your girl up and was like, nah, not on my watch. Mm -hmm. And that was a, a great... Um, he was an ex exemplary leader yes. and coach for me in that moment. How powerful was that? Right. Yeah, so powerful. And I think it, it captures this element of coaching of call it like understanding interconnection. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes like even if I'm coaching, um, one of my friends recently had told me about um, the, the, the attorney industry, the law industry, that's that, that one of the resources that they do receive from a support standpoint is they receive the uh, support of um, 
like of how to overcome addiction. And that's what a lot of the attorneys are receiving. But there's a reason because addiction can be prevalent in that industry. But what's fascinating about even what I'm doing as a coach in helping people is sometimes to help somebody as a coach, it's, you're not necessarily even helping them with their career. Right. Right. And that's what you just captured. Right. It's not, he wasn't just helping you with your career, but he was helping even, there was some spirituality mm-hmm. he was helping with. Mm-hmm. There was some of your family that he was helping mm-hmm. with, some of um, what was happening outside of work. And uh, when we understand that, and it, it's the same thing on the opposite side when, when the, you, if you had a coworker who's been in love before, they're coming into work, they're giddy, they're joyful, they're smiling, there's their attitude all of a sudden, right. like, hey, what happened to you? Like, you know, you're not usually this um, uh, optimistic or uplifting, mm-hmm. but this uh, external situation is influencing your career, your business. So sometimes as a coach, you know, working with people in their goals to help them be most effective or successful, it's not even helping them necessarily in their job or career. It might be helping them with something else, another topic. If you understand fundamentally that it's all interconnected, if you can help somebody in one area, often you can help them in many other areas at the same time. That makes sense. And I know we talked a little bit about in our pre-working, right, is that I don't do a lot of performance coaching. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more... Um, professional coaching brand, how to, um, and more career coaching in my role. Although I have, you know, I have a team of trainers. It's rarely, um, am I coaching them to get their quality scores up right. or any of those things? Um, it's really helping them to have self-awareness and to elevate their skills. So I'm coaching to, I'm trying to get my um, college players to the pros. Like that's kind of where yes. I spend my time coaching, which that elevation if you're not even performing we can't even you know we ain't even there so we're mm-hmm. at a, an elevation p- space so i completely understand mm-hmm. um the difference between the two types of coaches yeah what's needed when but i remember the day when it was about okay equality how you know what are we going to do and those open-ended questions to help them arrive there too mm-hmm. still effective right um and, and i think this to that point i'd like to finish like right that uh that attorney analogy i was brought it up because it's this idea of um there, there might be the most high performing already. Mm-hmm. And this whole, like, when I heard about the addiction, I was just concerned, but I was like, well, um, if I was coaching in that space, what would I be helping with? Is they're already high performing, successful in their career, how, how can I help them with a growth plan around their recreation, their relaxation, right. healthy, fun, good, appropriate ways to relax, to disconnect, um, but this that you could provide um, a an uplift to every other area of their life. Right. And then we see the same things that we you know from a social perspective, um, like how are your relationships social? How is your relationship with your peers? Um, which even like feeds into our next question, which is um, how does coaching influence other areas of your life? Mama bear is a, is a new mama when she's a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to, so um, 22 and 18, and and my parenting has shifting shifted right so i'm no longer you can't do and so i am an influencer mm-hmm. but having to help them to to solve their own problems similarly to what i do at work you know yes. they'll come to me my um 18 year old is starting college in two weeks and she'll come and say i'm so overwhelmed i said what does that mean to you mm-hmm. so that i can better understand like so being curious and helping her to really visualize or to understand what are you saying because again we live in a world where we just say stuff right, and right. see you know if we can get a reaction <laughs> you know mm-hmm. if i say i'm overwhelmed what does that mean to my mom so you know asking her what does that mean to you and how does it show up and then what is it that I can do is there something tangible so we went to a a planner let's write things down a to-do list a daily to-do list every day and Mm -hmm. really helping them to to understand 
um, give give application or context to what you're saying. Don't just throw things out there. Um, my oldest is trying to figure life out, right? And so on her list is she, oh, she wants to move to Florida. Okay, well, what does mm-hmm. that look like? We're in yeah. San Antonio. You want to go to Florida. Mm-hmm. So how far is it even? Let's start there. How there many hours uh-huh. if, dro- if I drove you? And then what are the steps that you need to do to get there? Like mm-hmm. Again, giving application but goals. So, okay, you need to work. How much money? How much apartment? So, um Definitely, I'm a mama coach yes. um, at all times, and that's probably the and when I I was a wife coach too, but you know, sure, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but mama but, coach for sure, for sure. But uh, what I love about it is, um, y- you're using that in the parenting space to empower mm-hmm. versus enable, right? Yes. So it's not like, hey, I'm gonna give you the answers. Hey, well. Here's the here is the number of miles from Texas to Florida. Here is how much it costs for an apartment. But it's like, no, no, no. Well, how much? Like Mm -hmm. you're challenging them to think for themselves, to study for themselves, to investigate for themselves and to come up with their own action plan. And uh, again, like back to the whole interview thing, like you couldn't go into the interview with me. You had to prepare me how to think, you know, how to think about what they're going to be asking. What specific areas are they looking for me to fulfill? that I can be, be ready with stories or whatever I'm going to use in the interview. Um, but I, I, I think you captured that in a, in a powerful way, the empower versus enable yes. and using, using that to touch other areas of your life. Yes, and the, the accountability is big when you have adults because, again, they would love for me to tell them, like, no, you had to register for class by this day, and this is the class you should mm-hmm. take. I allowed her to own the process, understanding that she can get overwhelmed. I knew that going into it. Right. So what does it look like? We have a whiteboard. What are the things you have to do? And write them on the day, and then we scratch them off. And my oldest, if that's still your plan, I don't want – until you've done the first ones, we can't move on. Like, there's no moving forward until you know how far it is. Like, let's just start there. Mm-hmm. So – um, and then I can go back to, back to accountability. And then when you do it, I'm so proud of you. I think that's dope. You figured it out. Yes. Now what's next, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it causes, it gives cause for celebration. But I will say every day I need those ladies to know that I'm proud of them. Like yes. that is part of mama coaching Come too. Is there's daily affirmations that we have to say. And I text right. them every day. And they're like, it's the same ones. I'm like, I know. So read them again. <laughs> <laughs> it's the still same true. ones. It's still yeah. true. <laughs> and I'm so proud of them. I mean, back to the motivation and inspiration for the book. Young girls, regardless of race, need to know that someone is proud of them. Yes, yes. And it, it, yeah, it's the inspiration for coaching in general and wanting mm. to be better and more effective yes. at coaching because there's a there is a need mm-hmm. for it. And oh, and uh, I, I want to hit on the you brought up accountability, and uh, in my world, um, it's again it's changed from where I was in the co- corporate. Not because it because the the relationship dynamic has changed because. In the prior role, pr- a lot of the coaching that was done was I was their coach, but I was also their leader, right? right? So right. they reported to me. So uh, there's certain I'm aware of their performance metrics mm-hmm. in in the, in the corporate role. In this space, accountability has changed, which is, hey, we're gonna meet 14 days from now. So what actions do you want to commit to, to have taken based on what we talked about in 14 days? But what do you want me to ask you? And that is has changed a little bit because right. again they're paying for the, for the session yeah. they're paying for the investment and my role is to um i could we could use, have accountability however you like um but there's going to be accountability so right. accountability isn't an option it's a requirement but but how we go about it um is something that w- we could base it on your preference that makes sense it does make sense I'm trying to noodle in my mind. So, you know, noodle is my thinking word, right? So I'm trying to noodle or reconcile between the two. Like, how does 
is do you think one's better than the other? I, I, I keep hearing your scripture, like not a scripture. I was talking to another podcaster and he was saying how, you know, because we, if we didn't have free will, it would be, it would be interesting to have a relationship with Christ. If, if I had to love him and serve him, right. Mm-hmm. Is that really like love? And so I think about when someone has to follow right. you and when like, I'm your leader, I know your metrics and I have to coach you. It's, it's my requirement. It's yours to be coached. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I need you to help me reconcile the world versus where you are now where it's, it's, they're paying, it's an investment, it's a choice versus right. is it easier for you as the coach? So because and you, you, we, I think we kind of talked about it before, which is the idea of motivation. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm big on the now, like every time I'm talking to somebody, I can't even help myself. I'm thinking about what motivates this person, like based on what they're saying, based on how they speak based. So I'm just listening for their motivation. It's right. just, I, again, I can't help whoever I'm talking to for me as a coach, it changes every conversation I'm having. I'm watching movies. Oh, what's their motivation? You know, it's just kind of what yes. I do, but the problematic area was in again corporate world. I was finding the motivation. If they can opt out of coaching, how many of them would just opt out of it mm-hmm. altogether and just not have that? Which it was somewhat soul crushing because I know I want to grow. Right. Like I want to improve and I know there's a value and you know, there's a proverb that says as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Right. So I know fundamentally a person can help me like nothing else can, can sharpen me and help me to be my best. But I know from working with people that if they could opt out, they would. Versus this, not only do they want it, they're saying, I'm willing to pay for you to help me be successful. And um, that there is something there is something powerful about this this end of it. They're because investing? it's there, I think there's intrinsic motivation okay, because yeah. I wanna grow, I wanna be I wanna improve. And I go into to that letting people know up front, like my goal is I'm gonna be one person in your life that's simply devoted to your success. Right. So that's financially, romantically, emotionally, mentally. That's um, that's socially with your friendships. That's your physical health. That's your fitness. That's your immediate family, extended family. That's your career. That's you. You know. So, you know that your relaxa- relaxation. You know. So all all these areas, but um, but they actually want it. You know. Yeah. And um, so there is, I, I, and I. I is it better? I would say I would say it's, it's it feels better. Right. It feels better because um, I'm seeing I'm, I'm what I'm finding is people just as passionate as me. I, I consider myself passionate. What um, you? <laughs> 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 but people that are that actually want to be coached by me, I'm seeing a similar drive and passion. Like they want it, and that's something that speaks to me. And truthfully, most of the time, the people I was working with um, in the corporate world. From, from people that had to be coached by me, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't want it. So if I'm going to be real. It, it, yeah, we could, I could bunny trail this all. Day. I mean, it's such an interesting thought. You know, we're sure. in this huge innovation space in the insurance industry, right? And I think, what if we took the requirement off and, and just see who would sign up? Because I'm a proponent of when we have one-on-ones, it's, it's your time. So if you don't want to do this, I'm down. Just know those expectations, right? And I'm here to help right. you or remove barriers. But if you don't want to do this, then you know, go to an a, to a resource group or whatever you want to do. Go walk the building. I don't care. It's your hour. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thought. We um, corporately you try to create a culture, but if it's a forced one, again, it's if I have to love, if if I have no other choice but to love God. I mean, am I really surrendering? Mm-hmm. No, I'm forced, and it's the right. same thing. If I have to be coached and I have to do this and I have to write a goal, mm-hmm. um, is that really changing culture or behavior? Because everything you just said is in, it's that intrinsic motivator, right? Because yes. the person who's not engaged, there's nothing, there's no cookie, there's no T-shirt. That's an intrinsic thing. Like if that's not right. what your jam is. 
it's interesting, and we're having a conference at work about thinking of those ideas, and I've always been a proponent of, like, don't force people to do stuff. They mm. know, they're adults. They know that they're working for a paycheck. Um, and, you know, we can influence as much as we can, but we can't make anyone do anything. So why don't I spend the time on the youths of the world? The right. of the world who want to move up. They're trying to get their 16K. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's, no. it's an interesting thought to, to consider. Hey, if it came right here, you're going to give this podcast yes. the credits. Hot <laughs> off the presses, baby. <laughs> Changing right. the world. Um, let me ask you this. When is the last time you've seen yourself as an effective coach? And, you know, unlocking that potential in other people. Absolutely. So I, I lead a team of trainers. Let me just kind of set the stage right. And mm -hmm. I only have two here. The rest of my team is virtual. So mm -hmm. that's a whole other obstacle or challenge when you think about coaching, as I mentioned, picking up the phone. We turn our video on when we Skype. And so I do observations mm -hmm. um, for my trainers where I listen in or watch if it's virtual. Um, them do a session. And the, she was, um, the trainer was, um, she didn't have confidence self-deprecating mm. right so she would say oh. i've never trained this before but we'll get through it you know what does our resource say you know every every statement was lacking confidence so i'm just taking notes let her do a jam so we do mm. a debrief session she and i after the session yes. so i you know we do our open-ended questions how do you think that went whatever mm -hmm. and so then when it comes to my part i go into i've never coached anyone on processing so i am giving her what i heard right so i give her all these i don't have any confidence in my ability i don't know if i can coach you and i mm. said so what do you know what do you think about what you heard she says Keisha, i'm concerned i said well that's interesting mm. because i that is exactly what i gathered when i observed you and I think that could have been the experience that you gave to your learners when every statement, it, it lacked confidence. And even mm. when you were doing the right thing, it just she didn't want to set the stage. So it was, it was a very eye-opening exchange for she and I, um, one that allowed us to, I mean, there's a lot under the surface. It's definitely the the iceberg, you know, the, there were some mm -hmm. surface things with confidence and and um feeling prepared for class and accountability but like the, the glacier <laughs> is is huge underneath and mm -hmm. a, a lot of issues that she shared that i'm able to like no i get it I, i've suffered with those things before and and giving her the tools that she needs to be successful and and what does it look like right you know so now like you you can't say those things like you mm -hmm. know she understands how as her leader she expected something of me and as a trainer, as a delivery associate, your learners are expecting something of you. So don't go in, even if it's true. Like there's, I think we confuse transparency and self-deprecating mm -hmm. and um, making ourselves small in situations. Sure. It's a difference. It's a difference between uh, me being transparent and saying, I didn't fully prepare versus I didn't do any of this. I'm not, you know, I'm not prepared. So mm -hmm. I had to help, I had to help her understand the difference between being transparent and saying, um, I got this, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I have, and I don't, yeah, I got this versus making yourself seem small. Mm -hmm. So if you do make a mistake, um, you are, you, you have covered like, well, she didn't know anyway. So she made a mistake. Who cares? It kind of writes it off. Right. Um, but that was probably the most, the most recent example that I have of when I really like, it's a shining moment because as it was happening, I was writing down, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to reverse it on her and see how she feels about that experience. Yes. I'm her leader, and I came to her with, I don't know how to coach you in processing. I've never processed. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was good or not. You know, mm -hmm. I've never trained. I mean, I, sure. all those things are true. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't take away from my ability to do my job, and what she was saying didn't take away from her ability yes. either. Yeah. What's, uh, what's uh, special, I think, about what you shared, which is you helped her to see herself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's harder for me to see me but it's easy for me to see you, 
but then you showed her, hey, this is this is who you are and how you are. But with, without, and she, she began to make those conclusions. Not so much that it was me, but she began to say, hey, I was concerned mm -hmm. about how how transparent you were about being incompetent. There you go. And then she's going, hold on. And then you flipped it on, and you go, hey, well, th this is what I this is what I saw in you, mm -hmm. and helping her people to connect dots. Which again, I think is a lot of what um, what I do in the in the coaching space. Um, not as creative as you, right? But to be able to help people to see themselves, and uh, and I know you and I have a similar uh, passion when it comes to people and their identity and their yeah. confidence. How do they see themselves? That's another thing I'm like listening to all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, if you if I hear a lot of you can't, or yes. if I hear if I'm hearing excuses, yes. or if I'm hearing um, self put downs, yes. I I know, and this is gonna be this is a strong statement. I know I can't help you, because I need you to help you. Right. Now, I, I'm going to load on the um, affirmations as much as I can, but mm -hmm. I need you to buy into, mm -hmm. if, I, if, if, if I'm saying you're intelligent, you're valuable, you're precious, I need you to buy in mm -hmm. and begin giving those uh, self-affirmative um, statements right. to add on to the evidence of why you actually are this. But, um, but yeah, it's a, one of those things as a coach I think about often because I understand there are going to be roadblocks that I can't overcome unless the client is bought in to um, – to the process, but but yeah, self. Um, I think a low self-esteem and identity are such pillars mm -hmm. in uh, growth and uh, developing potential and unlocking potential that uh, it's it's literally like we can't move forward with uh, with our uh, with the coaching dynamic, expecting you know these positive results, expecting success um, if that doesn't change. Right. So yeah, it's like you have to remove the you can't even till up the ground to plant seeds if there's concrete there, right? Mm -hmm, you know, exactly, so you're like, yes. okay, well, okay, well, wait on planting. We got we got some other excavation to do before we can even get there. Mm -hmm. And being committed to the process and the person, like you said, inversely has to be willing to think. I said five sessions, but it might take ten. Like, you know, right, are, right. You, are you committed to really go through the work? Because that self identity is challenging if someone's never had these open ended questions and these why questions and what is it that you need from me to be successful. Um, it can be um, invasive, I guess, for someone to think, oh, I'm paying you to tell me, you know, I want you to just tell me what it is I need to do versus um, doing the work, which feels all the more better when you get to mm -hmm. do the work yourself and have that yes. self-actualization. And then uh, there's, uh, there's a certain amount of ownership that comes in when they, uh, they made it to the destination mm -hmm. on their own. They're like, okay, you know, I realize mm -hmm. this. And that's one of the things like when I'm like jotting down like the, the, the mind map, if you will, of this coaching session. I'm like, look, I'm going to show you what we just did. That's just me listening, asking questions, and you created your plan with precisely what you wanted to focus on, precisely what your obstacles are going to be, precisely what your plan is to overcome those obstacles, and precisely what you want me to ask you and how you want me to ask you for the accountability. This is the plan that you've provided, and you, you know, you're the expert, and because this is your industry, you know, what, what do I know about, you know, uh, law, you know, right. what do I know about their, doc, you know, this doctor's role or even about owning an insurance agency. I know, you know, a little bit with my insurance background, right. but really they're the expert. Yeah. And as the coach, I'm helping them in some ways to, to what we were talking about is to get out of your own way and to focus on what actually matters, what's going to help you grow the most. So I have a question for you, if I, if I may, ahead, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, um, when, when you're having those coaching, when, if you discover that it's, it is, like, there is a cement block there, and it's one of um, 
I know you mentioned addiction, but you know, um, there's, there's, it's more than just open-ended questions. Like, you know, I'm recovering. So these are the things that feed into my addiction. And this is why I do that. All the self-deprecating, like, how do you handle those situations when, cause I know that you are listening and hearing at the same time and you're hearing the can'ts and the don'ts and the excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you handle when it is a glacier underneath? And, you know, you're trying to help a business owner. Like, I'm just trying <laughs> right, to, right, right, right. you know, do you recalculate the, the fee here? Like, you know, what, right. what's, how do you work through that? So, um, which is a great question because I actually don't. Um, so that the, the, the easy answer, and as I tell people, is um, if you, somebody needs therapy okay. or needs counseling, I'm going to lead you to that source because um, I'm fully aware of what I'm great in and I'm fully aware of what I'm horrible in. And it's not being self-deprecating. I'm just saying For counseling sure. and therapy is not me. So I, I will never be a great one. At best, I get a rise to mediocrity, right? Um, but people have been educated, certified, right. and have the credentials to provide the therapy and the counseling um, to help somebody to get to a space of normalcy, uh, which is kind of back to what I was sharing, which is from, co- from a coaching perspective, it's the top 15 most successful, most wealthy, most effective right. people. Um, but doesn't mean, for me, doesn't mean I neglect those the bottom bottom 85 percent completely i have a lot of free content i have podcasts with great leaders that come on the show and we just put that out there so right. people can learn the principles i write articles that people go read those articles um and uh speeches that i give in other settings they could go get on those speeches for free and they could save all the money here and go invest it in a in a therapy or counseling spot to really get the help they need so um that's the, sh- short, the answer short answer is, no. is i don't um but if there's like it's also like the size of that you know obstacle Mm -hmm. if it's something that they can work through and we'll get together you know another time um then like hey you know there's there's friends i help with from like a spiritual standpoint that uh hey this it's pro bono this is i'm helping you as a friend um i i know the obstacle they're gonna have two weeks from now but because they're friend they're my friend i'll give with them anyway and 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 help them but um but there's an element with the business is I, I want to work with people who can take actions in the next 14 days. If you're not capable of taking actions because of this block, then I want to refer you to somebody who can actually help you from a therapeutic and a counseling standpoint. I have another question. Go ahead. So when does um, the anointing and the calling your life from a God perspective, right, um, that does that never shows up in your business or it's like, okay, I'm going to take that hat off and we just need to, right, I can't, I can't strong life you here, but I need you to know <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> that there's a way and truth in the life. Like, has that ever come up for you since you've stepped out? And which, which is interesting because some of it's na- natural, like, and, yeah, and, and that's it, why it, I'm thinking, how do you delineate between like, you know, I'm the CEO and then like, no, I need you to raise your hands. Like I'm about to deliver you right now. <laughs> 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 my, my challenge in uh, just from a, a business building s- a standpoint is, and it, it's a real fear, but it's a fear, and you know I'm working through is um, I don't want to be typecast because okay. sometimes what ha- can happen, and we know this from like musicians, and, like you see like you know I think Lecrae said it a million times, like he wants to be known as a musician who happens to be Christian versus right. you know a Christian musician, you yeah. know, and as a speaker it's similar because I get opportunities often right in the in the church world which I'm citing scriptures, mentioning right. Jesus, God, a lot of jargon that's common in that community. But then what can happen is leaders who oversee in a, in a corporate community, they might have reservations about having me go, will he bring that inappropriate jargon here? Right. And, uh, or, and it really is the opposite too. People don't give church 
opportunities all the time. They're wondering, like, can somebody actually be effective in the space? So right. anyway, to answer your question, um, but when it comes to one-on-one, I think people, a lot of people know, even if I haven't uh, told them, but um, of my areas that I focus in on, right, so of uh, the what of categories to help people, right, it, it's financial, romantic, emotional, mental, social, it's health and physical uh, fitness, but then there's the immediate family, the, the career, the extended family. But that next one is uh, spirituality. So spirituality is part of what okay. I can help with, um, which, is, which is a big passion of mine, period. Right. Um, but they have to land on When it comes to coaching, they have to land on it. Right. I can't like, hey, what you most need <laughs> is Jesus. You know, <laughs> like that's what you need clearly. And he's going to help you with it, all of yes, this. Yes. He'll help you with all of this if you just get, get, get a hold the, of him. Jesus is the buffet. So just sit down and partake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been um, it's been interesting, even like the, even like with podcasting, right? Um, meeting people. Um, a Christian author has a book that I think it just came out. She's gonna be podcasting with me tomorrow, and she was um, talking a lot about um, her faith. And I'm like wondering, do I mention mine too? Like, and she wrote a book on prayer, and I just delivered a, a prayer workshop. You know, like and yeah. I'm like, hey, do I mention it to her? Like, I don't want to like. You never want to steal somebody's like, hey, oh, hey, me too. Like you did that, and <laughs> and, you, and you never want to like somebody to be on the show like they feel like you're competing for right. how, what I'm doing what I've done um but in that space I said hey I'll go ahead and share and I'll just yeah. like, like um and try to do it in a way that's gracious yeah. and humble um but uh but yeah so that's kind of I think the early phases again I'm if truthfully right I mean like a month five or I'm getting into month six of business building mm-hmm. so it's very uh it's it's fresh a lot of it's fresh do you ever think that it'll you'll have just a spiritual part of it? Like that'll be like a, a whole. I don't, and I don't know if I'm. I don't know. I just I know that that's who you are, and I'm not saying you're not living up to that. Yeah, but yeah. I know that 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 is where when I think about my cousin who left corporate America to be a minister of music, that's where he shines. And I saw the anointing all over him when he did it. Mm-hmm. And um, I've never seen you in that arena, but I know when you talk about it, like going out to the prisons and things like mm-hmm. that, it was like. <laughs> the light was on you without the light <laughs> so you know i don't know i don't yeah. I, and maybe that shows up in more your philanthropic like where you give back i don't know but i know that that yeah. is that is uh, a calling on your life to really help hey. people in that arena i know that you can get paid to do this but you know there's room god right. will, your gift will make room well, right let me, let me say something on this right right so um ministry right that topic that comes up um and, and the question comes up why not right why not do that full time and that's it um one of my reservations was like the amount of counseling that I saw certain um, uh, people on the ministry staff doing. Again, like I know, like God has not called me to be a counselor. Like, okay. and I saw so mi- so much of that happening. And I said, if I would do it, it would be innovative, and it wouldn't be like everybody else is doing it. And sometimes that message is receptive. That you know, yeah, you know? yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's like, like, hey, you can't, you have to do it our way, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, but. I feel completely called to teach. So even like the, an opportunity to go to Oklahoma and speak. Again, uh, um, I, I told them I'll cover my own expenses. If you're trusting me with your people, right. that's an incredible privilege that I'll never take for granted. And I would love to go pay for my expenses, food, lodging, everything. Same thing happened in Ohio. You know, I go to Ohio, um, that door opened. So I see it like from an ideal world, every Sunday being booked like to speak at, uh, right. at Sunday, but to be able to have my income coming from like the coaching For and sure. facilitating the corporate world and then being able to speak uh, at, at any given time, you know, in, in, the, in the church world. 
I respect your pro bono work. Um, I hear a lot of people wanting to be booked, and I think you have to until until you're there's there's notable things oh, yeah, that you've right, done, right, right. you know, and those experiences open door and just networking and you get content. I don't know if Jason helps there, but mm -hmm. uh, you go and record and you get some content and you can build um, something to be booked for. So I think that yes. is the dopest thing I've heard. So please, again, podcast world, understand that it's okay to give your time because yes. uh, that's you investing back in yourself. It ain't right. about where you going somewhere to not get paid. It's that. He knows his craft is so good. I'll pay for myself to go. Right. Because the blessings will come. That's so right. please and note that. To your point, when I went to Ohio, I said, hey, this is on me. Because it was a smaller group, I said, I, I, don't worry about the expenses. I don't, wanna, I don't want you to use that money here. Use right. it elsewhere. Right. Go. And the way I gauge success is always, it's not if people are laughing. It's not if people are crying. Which they, you know, they, they do. You know, they, they're, they're speaking and it's happening. <laughs> and or cheering, which again, they, they do. Yeah. But that's not for me. That's not success. Success right. is if the leader of the group says, I want you to come back for something else. Mm -hmm. To me, that's when I know I, I connected with mm -hmm. his group because or I served their group well with come back and do something else for us. And when, when um, the weekend was coming to an end, he's like, hey, well, would you... Uh, would you, what are your thoughts about coming to do a marriage workshop? And I'm going like, we're going on six years, bro. Like in my vision, it was like 20 years married. Right. Then it would be like, okay, maybe then, you know, we right. have the experience. But he refuted me and said, no, no, no. He said, think about what you just said. Somebody could be married 20 years doing it the wrong way for mm -hmm. 20 years. All kinds of bad habits. And all they have is that 20 years of bad habits. And he goes, you, I spent the weekend with you and your wife. And I see what y'all are about. I hear how y'all work through things. And it goes like, there's great content that y'all have to share. Right. So somebody could be married for two years and have better principles than somebody who's been married for 20. So he's like challenging me. And I'm yeah. like, okay, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. So I say, hey, I'll work on some things, give you, you know, give you a date. And he challenged me again. He goes, All right, hey, uh, what about this? Why don't you give me a date now? Okay. And you'll work hard to have content ready <laughs> for that. I said, Okay. Yes. All right. High five to whoever that was. <laughs> I love it. Rob Cochran. He's gonna be one of the <laughs> the, the, the podcast. We recorded the podcast. We just need to uh, put it out. Yeah. Um, but, high um, five to Rob Cochran. Rob Cochran. Yes. <laughs> I so, love uh, the principle of no now. There's no yeah. better time than now. Let's pick a date and we can work from there. He did. He said, like, "Give me that date." So he said, "All right, February." So we're 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 working toward that. Um. Anyway, all of that to say, uh, was you mentioned giving away for free mm -hmm. and in these incredible companies do this right so like hulu before you sign up they say hey we'll give you 30 months 30, 30 days for free right mm -hmm. and because they want you to taste the product right and hey you'll taste it for free right and then after you get that free period so i i'm calling from march when i left nationwide you know started you know the business whatever march 15th strong life coach into um, February. Hey, this is Hulu time. Like this okay. is my Hulu one month yes. free. Okay. Uh, and he did say that they would have me back, and they'd actually, you know, they would work with a few other groups to right. to compensate um, for the to, for the marriage workshop. But um, anyway, all that to say, uh, yeah, there's there's some things cooking. There's some things cooking. So I'm, I'm excited, and I can't wait to continue to see. Yes. Well, good. Um, it's, this podcast wasn't supposed to be about me. It's supposed to be hey, about you. Good coach, I'm telling you. <laughs> From one podcast to another one. I know hey. how to like. And the brain is noodling. It's just, I think there's people, if I'm thinking it, everybody else is thinking it too. So I wanted to get my gotcha. questions answered. Hey, I appreciate yeah, that. And this is actually going to co-host. You <laughs> yes, know? So, yes, it's so coming. So let's put that seat out there. She's going to co-host. Um, talk about the layoff journey. So just yes. put that seat out there. Um, it's happening. It's happening. Uh, and I think I already have a, a title for it, you know, from layoff to liftoff. Okay. Maybe. Okay. No, you know. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And he'll give us an update on his book. 
Hey, come okay. on now. Come on now. <laughs> All right, let's, let's bring it in for a landing. Kay. But um, tell me how you see yourself um, in your children. It's very interesting, right? Um, one day I realized, so it's Kiara, starts KY, and then it's Shakoya, S-H-A. So my first realization was, oh, their name spells Keisha. Mm. <laughs> that was like my first, like. On, uh, um, on accident. Like on not accident. Even, okay. It was one day, I forget what I was writing, and I was like, oh, their names together make mine. So, okay, mm. you know, we say, look at God. Like, okay, you know. <laughs> um, but they are two walking examples of me in the earth, good or bad, right? So my oldest is, she is. I'm a giver. Like, I know that my mantle is serving. She is giving all day. If you, she didn't even know you. If she said, hey, Kiara, can I borrow $10 from a, to a stranger? She would. If you say, wow. hey, I know your mom. She's super giving. Um, she is an extrovert, but she's so soft and gentle, right? Mm-hmm. She will go to a thousand lengths, but then at the end of the day, she's like, oh, man, nobody wanted to. When we first moved here, she would go from person to person and say, do you want to eat lunch with me? Or you don't. Do you want to wow. eat lunch with me? Do you, you know, every uh-huh. person to, until she finds a friend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that wor- that wears you down regardless, you know? Mm-hmm. So my baby girl is, she's hashtag woke. Like she, is, wow. <laughs> she would start a riot, um, but she is an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. she knows when to turn it on. She has a close group of friends. Or again, anywhere that my daughter works, she's like, mom, I'm going over to Emily's house. I'm like, who? Emily, we work together. I'm like, okay. Like, you know, she makes friends immediately. Where Shakoya is a little more um, guarded. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes her a minute. Um, but when she does, she's super loyal. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is an introvert like her mama. She needs her time to, to decompress. I have to tell her, like, come watch TV. Come out of your room. Like, come watch TV with me. She does work out with me every day. Hey, um, but that on. is how they are both, you know, together. Literally, their names make my name, Keisha. Right, but together, right. they are who I am, some more, because Kiara's the oldest, so she knows she knows Keisha, mm-hmm. you know, and Koya knows Keisha too, but she knows a lot of KP. And I was just explaining to someone today, like, KP's a San Antonio thing. No one in Virginia calls me that. <laughs> it's, gotcha. it's a brand here, so they're a little bit of both, but together they are me and the earth, and it is the most interesting thing to see um, your children, like they're a reflection of you, and when there's attitude, like, okay, you know, let me, I need to go back and work something, right? Because I, I haven't given them the tools to, mm. to always be extremely successful. And my oldest will say, Mom, I want to be like you. I'm like, well, no, there's only one me. Mm-hmm. Find your way, find your path. And hey. so then she comes about, I want to move to Florida. I'm like, well, hold on. Let's rethink that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Don't be that extra. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is how I see um, mm. two of me in this earth walking around. Yes. And I, again, I am extreme. I couldn't be more proud of both of them um, because they are two different people. It's never a, never competing for, you know, they both know they have a lane. Um, yes. And I am the most proud mama on the earth. You're just dropping nuggets all over the place. Oh, am I? Yes, yes. <laughs> again, I'm taking all these notes home, but um, love it. Uh, beautiful. I, I love hearing you talk about them and, and how you light up in talking yeah. about them. I think, I think any child wants their parent to light up with joy the way you light up with joy when you talk about them. Well, I appreciate it. They are um, every birthday, every occasion. I thank God for giving me the opportunity. I mean, I could have had any children, and he gave me the opportunity to be their mom, and mm-hmm. it is the most rewarding. And now it's like we're three single women in the household, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're now, now it's like I wrote a, a blog about, like, the next level in life and what does that look like from influencing to, you know, helping them to figure out life. And, yeah, it's, it's fun. This yes. is the fun part, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Lovely. Well, to bring it in for a landing, now one, um, we're t- of course, we're talking about coaching yes. and success coaching and w- what you've been able to do effectively. Um, so thank you for, for, for hopping in. Again, super encouraging, uplifting time. I'm energized. 
Um, As a mom, like, what are we doing after this? I don't know. <laughs> 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 Who has a church? Call somebody. We gotta go. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so if you're tuning in, this is the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. And be sure to, let me see if I have these down. I know Jason always tells me to, to list these out. It is to um, like it, to comment, to share it, and don't forget to subscribe.